You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie, and this is another episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. And today I'm here live with Tamara Lur, who is the international bestseller of the book Balance is BS. So thanks so much for being here. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Sure. So the thing is, is that we always are looking for balance in our life. And here you are writing a book about balance is BS. So tell us a little bit about that and, and why. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure if you spoke to most people, they would say that balance isn't working out for them. So for years, we're looking for this elusive balance, you know, work-life balance. But the concept is actually fundamentally flawed. Because when you think of balance, you have work here and you have life here and you have to constantly be taking from, say, family and putting to work and then then you feel out of kilter so you take a bit from here and you put it to there. And when you're juggling between, um, you know, work and family, what about self? So mm-hmm. There's not even anything in there for self. So that whole thing is quite flawed as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so I wanted to look for a new way and I was looking at me as an entrepreneur for 20 years and all the other successful females who have managed to come up with a different concept, which is called blending. Mm -hmm. And it's a concept where you bring everything together and you blend it, as opposed to constantly trying to juggle between the two. Because we can't be wife of the year, employee of the year, boss of the year, you know, mother of the year, we can't possibly do all of those things at once. Well, we so certainly how try. do we bring them together? <laughs> we try, but we fail. Uh, and it's a recipe for burnout, right? So balance actually is going to burn you out. So trying to do that. So how do we blend all these things in our life so we can have it all? Well, can you give us an example of blending? Like what would that look like? Yeah, so I think the the main thing to look for is when you feel torn between two things, that is where you need to find a way to blend them. Mm -hmm. So an example might be um, recently my daughter got into the tennis finals. I mean, she's 10, but she's very excited and she wanted me there. But then at the same time, we also had a really important call um, with uh, a supplier that I really wanted to be on that call with. I didn't want to miss either and I shouldn't have to, but I wasn't going to stretch myself by being at work and then racing in the traffic and turning up five seconds before she goes on court and not having a very nice experience. So it's all about owning that and saying to the supplier, hey, look, it's my daughter's um, final. I'm going to be there. But I'd also like to be part of the conversation. So if it's all right with you, I will dial in from there when she's getting ready, but, um, and we'll just be on the call for half an hour and I'll leave it to my capable team to finish off. And if, if it's okay with you, there'll be some background noise, but at least then I can be part of the conversation and just asking for permission. And of course, nobody's gonna say no to that, but I'm not pretending to not be at the final. Like you have a lot of people that you see sometimes at these work things and they're hiding <laughs> in the corner and they're you know I've just stepped out of the office like no you haven't <laughs> you're hiding in the back room let's let's just own the fact that you want to be there and there's some background noise and then they always end up asking how did your daughter go and and then giving them permission to do the same so saying to them well next time that you have something on I'm quite happy to do the same for you right and it just seems more humanistic to acknowledge that somebody has a family and that they do care about them and want to spend time with them. Absolutely. It doesn't make you weaker. 
at all. If anything, it shows that you give certain priority to certain things and you don't have to choose. I think we've got to this point, especially when you're plus 40 uh, and you have a family and you know you are an expert. So you really need to value your time. And there's a difference between knowing your value and the value of your time. Mm -hmm. So let me delve into that a little bit. So when you value your time and you know what value you bring to something, then that doesn't come in the form of hourly rate or hours that you put into something because you your value that you bring is probably worth eight hours to someone else that you could give in an hour because you're an expert. So really knowing what your value is versus what you're valued at is important because then you can show up and be very clear that you might only get me for this amount of time and I might not be here from nine to five, but I bring all this expertise. Right, and I think that's really important, especially for nurses who are accustomed to being on a very strict time clock that they would value the hours that they work. So it's a different concept for us to look at something and say, well, you know what, we could probably do the entire job in two hours, but we're slated for eight hours, and really kind of bring that back so yeah well look at redesigning your life so that's one of the parts where I talk about in the book Mm. is redesigning your life and it's interesting because people think I'm saying start again and I'm not Uh, if you're a nurse and you've done your 10,000 hours and you you know how to do this job inside and out and in fact in that time that two hours you're probably spending most of your time just telling other people how to do their job right So when you get to that point in your life, you've got this great toolbox and you're an expert in something, you can really leverage that and redesign your life. And you have to give yourself permission to do that at least every, I do it every seven years, but at least every 10 years, because as you grow up uh, and evolve, things that are important in your life changes. So do you remember back into your 20s, all you really wanted to do was finish your degree and get a job that was paying good money and you thought it would have to be in this hospital and, (laughs) you know, all that sort of stuff, right? I was the same. I was like, I want to be a corporate, you know, I want to wear heels and have a suit and I want to have an office and staff. And then I got to my 30s and I was like, okay, well, this is is fee-for-service. Uh, This isn't what I want now because in my 30s, it was all about how do I grow an asset and a business that doesn't depend on me. And now that I'm in my 40s and I have a young family, it's all about how does the business serve me. So nothing about my skill set has changed, but I've made sure that whatever business or career that I'm in has to be redesigned to serve me depending on where I am in life. So for those nurses, they can take that and look at a way to redesign their life so that it fits in with what they want from business at the time, which is what's great about what you do, right? You help them transition through that rather than staying in the same career your whole life. And I think that's really powerful because that's where the nurses start to burn out when they try and prevent that change from happening. And I think people, are afraid of change, right? They don't want to go through those stages, maybe not realizing that they can improve what they already have. But to prevent the change from happening, I think that's where the nurses tend to burn out and lose their creative spark. Which is a real shame because you've got to remember the passion that got you into that industry in the first place. 
and you need to evolve with it and, and continue to reignite that passion and, and make it show up in different ways. And it's a bit like a house. If you've been in a house for 30 years, can you imagine what happens when you have to actually move house? Like, can you imagine the state of the cupboards? You've collected so much crap over the years. You've just got to declutter. So you've got to go back to basics. And what I love about one of the steps that you do with your um, students is you talk about, okay, what do you value? What's important in your life right now? And just go back to the basics of that. like, And then have a look at, okay, what are your skill sets? And how do we bring those two together? Mm-hmm. But ignoring, ignoring the house and the clutter, let's go back to these two fundamental things again and start again, but you're not starting from zero, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And one of the things that I want to kind of go back to is when you were talking about blending, you know, how is that really different from compromising because at some level when I hear you talk about uh, redefining that makes more sense to me like you're compromising less when you're redefining and compromising more when you're stagnant right absolutely well I mean to me I don't think you should have to compromise I think when you get to a certain level in your career and you've done your 10,000 hours you can afford to say no more than you say yes and the discipline in that is really what gives you the rewards so having very clear boundaries setting very clear boundaries around what you will and won't do uh, and putting those into your priorities and and communicating those with others so everybody knows very well with me there's certain things that I won't do and there's certain things that I will do so I won't do acquaintances I won't cook or clean um, I won't volunteer at the school there's just certain things I won't do because for me I travel a lot I can't make those commitments and at the end of the day that's not best use of my time so you can afford it's not being selfish uh, because I think at the end of the day if you're happy then everyone around you is happy. And there's this old saying when you first have a baby, I'm sure you remember them saying, happy mum, happy bub. Well, why does it just mean when you're breastfeeding? Like it should be also when you leave. As long as you are happy and content, you make a great role model for your children. Uh, You're a better wife. All those things are really important. So start with yourself. Set some really healthy boundaries. Uh, There's lots of things that creep in, obligations over the years that we feel tied to. So how do we break all that down and go back to what serves me, what serves my family, and then the ability to be able to say no to things that don't serve that by being able to articulate to people, actually, that's that's not within my value set or that's actually not my focus right now. Right. And I can really appreciate that because as a single mom who also transitioned from nurse to entrepreneur, Amazing. it was, yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, you get that grief from the family, like, you know, how dare you start a business and focus on this and, and you know, you have a baby and it's, it, you know, and it's just, it's hard. So you get a lot of that type of, um, I guess, concern from mm. your family that, you know, they're, they're worried about you taking these various change elements. But you can always go back to what you were doing. That's true. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you decide to transition out of nursing and go start a business, what's your backup? Nurses are in high demand. You can always go back That's to true. being a nurse, right? <laughs> like, let's let's be honest here. You you make sure you're not going to be irresponsible. Like, I'm sure you didn't put your house on the line as far as you know your kid couldn't be fed and right. sheltered. Like, we're not going to do something extraordinary and 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 out of place. But we're you took calculated risks. Yeah. So that's very important. And I think you know when you're when you're an expert, you're not you're not 
sporadical. You're going to make sure that you can still serve your family, but why not try? Because if you don't, what's the worst case scenario? You just go back to doing what you were doing before. Right. And really, to me, the worst case scenario was at the point when I started entrepreneurialism, I was burnt out as a nurse and I just found myself really angry whenever I would go to work. So that type of person that I was, I don't think would have been beneficial for my son's life. He doesn't want to see me doing things that make me miserable. He wants to see me happy. And you bring it home. You do. You know, it doesn't matter how much you say you try and separate the two we we're not we're women we carry it with us which is what makes us great entrepreneurs by the way as well because we're very very attuned to what's going on and we're very connected but at the same time if you've had a bad day at work it's pretty hard to put it on when you get home as well if you're tired and burnt out it shows up and kids get that stuff yeah they do yeah so you know for me um it's funny my daughter um when i left yesterday she was a bit teary it's like oh please don't go you know which is great you know you get guilt from your parents <laughs> telling you what are you doing you know running all these businesses and being global what's with that and then you get guilt from your yeah, own kids. children like you can't win but what's really interesting is I said to her well you know you get to go to school and go to surfing and you know you're part of the nippers group and you have all these fun groups don't you yeah and I said well this is my group I don't make work seem like it's a chore or something I have to do. I'm like, mummy wants to go have fun doing what she loves doing and being around her tribe as well. So I'm going to go do that. And then when I come home with school holidays and I've taken a week off so we can do whatever you like. And if you make sure that you're the right role model and that work becomes something that you love, then isn't that really empowering for your children to, to see that actually a job isn't a means to an end? Mm. It's something that you enjoy and that you're excited to go to. Right. Because, I mean, that's the one thing that I really want for my son is to find his passion, what it is that he loves to do and pursue that, whatever it is. You know, I don't want to force anything on him, but I want to give him all those opportunities. So that's really important. To and it may well. not be one thing. Yes. I think the career of the future is probably five things. So uh, when my daughter was in prep, she got asked to write the thing she's going to be when she grows up, right? <laughs> like one thing. one thing. Yeah, like let's start telling them to them really young that that's all you're going to be, a nurse for the rest of your life, you know. And uh, she wrote down about five things and the teacher said, no, you need to pick one. And luckily she's got a bit of a personality. And she said, no, I will not pick one. My mother's had at least five careers. And she started rattling them <laughs> Which is fantastic. So, you know, let's let's show them that you can evolve and you can take these skills to any job set because I think that's what's really great is when you've got a toolbox and you go apply it to something, the skills that are in that toolbox can be applied to anything. It's just about picking the right time and the right market and you can create some really magical businesses from that. Absolutely. And that was one of the things that when I first decided that I wanted to be a nurse back in high school, my parents weren't thrilled about it. They, it wasn't something that they, they thought I should be an uh, actuarial scientist or something. It was really bizarre, but I went into nursing anyway, and it was like one of the best career choices that I could make because nursing is so versatile that it allows you to evolve. I think that if I had ended up in a profession where I thought, well, this is it, I'm in accounting and I'm an accountant, and that's the end of the story. Billing six minute increments. <laughs> yep. I mean, for my personality, the type of person that I am, that just would have been a total dead end. So nursing has allowed me to evolve and redefine, like you mm. say. And nursing would have to be um, one of those careers that 
really you get so many diverse skills in from good to bad and the resilience that that brings and and the things you learn at such a young age I mean they're the skills that entrepreneurs need and to be honest everyone's always investing in young people and saying you know what's the next golden egg tech company or whatever for me I don't look at that Um, I think that you know a lot of the younger ones have what I call lazy money they get given capital um, you know they have an idea but they don't understand hard work execution those are the things that actually make great entrepreneurs because they're the things that are important at the end of the day so for me I'll invest in somebody who has a track record um, you know who's hardworking who knows how to execute I can come up with a million ideas for businesses but if if those three things aren't fundamental I don't think they have the recipe for success Hmm. right so what you said in the beginning about balance uh, you know you do this or you do that so you see balance as an either or and then redefining is all about creating what you want and having the best of of everything so blending them together okay so through the exercises in the book so the book is not motivational it's very much uh, working through some exercises to define what are your values so what are your core values so mine are things like um, uh, creativity because that's my background a creative Um, freedom so you can imagine me being stuck nine to five in an office with the same people and not being able to travel, that would not suit me. Uh, So it's important to define what your values are. And usually there's about four or five, and these become the basis for what you make decisions. The next thing is the boundaries, and then the skill sets. So what is it? So you end up with a one-pager on who you are and what are the fundamentals that drive you. What are you passionate about? What are your core values? And what are your skill sets? And from there, you then redesign your life and look at your own life. And if you, you tick all the boxes, if it turns out that what you're doing meets all of that and you're not feeling torn, which would surprise me because you would be reading the book. (laughs) But if you have got it all together, then that's great. But if not, how do we look at blending things? How do we take that as a blueprint for what we want in life and then find a business or evolve ourselves into something where we can blend? And blending is very deliberate and business is usually the best way to be able to blend because you have the flexibility and you're making the decisions. So you show up and you say, I'm blending, so therefore this is how I'm running business. So everyone on my team is very clear that I'm in the office two days a week when I'm in the country, and that's it. And if they want to see me any other time, I happen to live at the beach, so it's not a bad place to come um, visit. But my husband and my family are very used to business conversations at my house because I don't believe in work and and personal life being separate, which is an old rule, right? Mm, Never mix the two. Why? Have you got something to hide? (laughs) So if you're ethical and you show up in both places, you should be able to blend them. So on the weekend, I quite often have, you know, a team member or business partner show up and just spend the weekend and our kids are swimming and we're having a business conversation at the beach. And, you know, we're blending between tantrums and you know tiggy and um you know business conversations but we just bring it all together and they know that they can come and do that but i'm not going to be in the city because i want to be at home with the kids does that make sense yeah it makes sense and that's a huge distinction um to just point out is that you're not talking about blending from nine to five you're talking about blending your entire life 
And like you alluded to, a lot of people might say, you know, your your work is nine to five and, uh, you know, maybe you do sneak out to your kid's football game or whatever it is. But uh, that's not what you're saying at all. No, so. no. Well, when you love what you do, you, you don't feel exhausted by doing a nine to five. That exhausts me nine to five, mm-hmm. right? I probably do twice as many hours as those people anyway, because I love what I do. Uh, when I'm very much in the zone. Um, But I think when you're in business, there's peak times where you just need to get in and do some work. And then there's other times where you just taper off. So I'm really about making sure that everything's, everything's together and blended so that I don't have to compromise. So I will be at those things that I wanna be at and then work needs to find a way to blend in with it. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. And I would argue that nine to five isn't that productive. Because, you know, when I had an office where they were all nine to five at three o'clock, it's all downhill. They're checking their phone every five seconds. It's not that productive. We actually have peak times of about two to three hours where we're highly productive. And for me, I think get in, get what needs to be done and then go pick up the kids from school. And I find that my team, if they get that flexibility to be able to do that and then they revisit work that night for an hour when the kids are in bed and that's what works for them, then that hour is golden as opposed to interrupted, you know, people at the office or them trying to work from home. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. So people will do the right thing by you if you do the right thing by them. So giving them the permission to blend as well. You can't just do it for yourself, but also giving your team and the people around you permission to blend. So that's also important. Yes. And how does that work for your company? It works well, because like you said, it's one thing for you to have that for yourself, but when you ha- your team members are doing the same thing, it, it's not disruptive. and Not at all. Yeah. Um, it's just important that everyone has the, the same conversation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for instance, um, my business partner, who you've met, uh, he quite often comes to the beach and stays with us um, and we'll have conversations uh, around the business while he's there. And he gets along really well with my husband. They have scotch, which is wonderful. <laughs> but he knows my kids really well as well. So, And then one of the other staff members said, hey, I've never been to LA I'd love to go and I'm like okay let me figure out how I can blend a trip together because I'm there all the time so let's let's figure that out like maybe you can go for the next client visit and then you can tap four days on the end of it so it's really important to understand what drives other people so getting to understand their values their boundaries and what they want out of life if you have their one pager as well everyone's transparent what's yours, what's mine, they're all different, <laughs> right. but make sure we serve each other because money doesn't serve people. It's, it's what they ask for initially because they don't know what else to ask for in a workplace. So if you ask for blending and you say, I give you permission to blend, you'll be quite surprised how those people will live and breathe your business and drive it for you and that's how you get growth not by exhaustion. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So does blending just work in the entrepreneurial world or would this, is there an application for healthcare? Uh... Look, I think there's definitely a place for it um, in, in careers, but it, it depends on what institution you're in. But at the end of the day, if you can articulate your value and if you can go to um, your boss say, and say, look, this is, this is what I need from work I'm like you said I think there's a stat of 50% of nurses are thinking that they want to leave right which is really scary 
uh, from somebody who employs people. Like I would hate to think that 50% of my team is wanting to leave. You know? <laughs> that's how unhappy they are. <laughs> oh my goodness. But no, that's, that's a risk to the business, right? So, you know, for them to go and say, okay, this is, I, I appreciate that this is what the business needs and I get that, but this is what I need from the business so that I don't leave it. You don't have to have the solution. You can merely go at, the, at this point in my life, it's not serving me. This is what I need to serve me. This is what I've got. Is there a way that we can bring the two together? And if you are really great at what you do, and if they really do value you, then they'll find a way to accommodate it. If they're not going to do that, then I would find a way to transition. And maybe transition into entrepreneurialism. Yeah. <laughs> then you can do your blending all you want. Exactly. Or go find an entrepreneur to go work with who gets it. You <laughs> yeah. know, like the, the great thing about nurses is they have these skill sets that are so adaptable and so sought after. So I would employ a nurse tomorrow. I can teach anyone anything, but those fundamentals, those core values and that hard work, that, that empathy, all of that's really important. Excellent. How can we find out more about you? Oh, well, um, I've got a website, so Lerblend, L-O-E-H-R-B-L-E-N-D.com, and uh, join the conversation. Uh, we're all here to support each other. We want to see more females in businesses, please. Uh, they're great at it. Uh, we just need to give them the pathway, which is what's wonderful about what you're doing. More of that, please. Let's create wonderful female entrepreneurs who, who show them how it's done. So let's all start blending together. Let's show them how women like to do business um, and it's about being unapologetically a mother, um, a boss, and, you know, passionate about what they do. Uh, I think that's really exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you. So Tamara just gave us some really great insights about business coaches and mentors, and it's really vital to have both. And in our program, what we do is we provide both. We have the coaching aspect of it so we can give you, tell you what it is that you need to do. And we have the experience where we can mentor you from where you are to 10, 15, 20 steps ahead where you need to go.